Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the wonderful Wheel of Life and another international transmission of You Can't See Us with Starfire and Charlie. That's right, bitches. Yeah, I'm excited to be back here. It's uh, Starfire, Grady Don, Sandlin, and E.T. Howdy. And me, Charlie. Tar. It's good to be back. What's up, guys? <sighs> How are you, Grady Don? Mm-hmm. I'm just fine, man. Good. It's good to see you guys. It's good to good see, see you. you. It's good to hear you. It's good to be seen and yeah. heard. And not seen by our vast listening audience. That's right. right. We're here, but you can't see us. That's right. We're coming at you in 1D. In stereo hi-fi. Yeah. Stereo hi-fi that's then mixed to mono and put down on an MP3 that's definitely not hi-fi. Well, you know, if we, we could start <laughs> selling it in stereo hi-fi if we, we wanted to. We could. We could do it on... Uh, Neil Young's thing. Neil Young's new platform. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know if our listeners know about Neil Young's hatred of MP3s. But he is definitely not a proponent of them. No. If you've read or listened to or seen any of his recent work, his hatred of MP3s is all over. He's, he's livid. He's very upset about it. Yeah, especially when he's drifting back. <laughs> oh, man. Totally when he's drifting back. Yeah. He doesn't want his MP3. No. He doesn't even want to, he doesn't even want to look at one, <laughs> let alone hear one. <laughs> you, you used to get 100. You only get 5% now. Yeah, so when, you, when you're listening to this at home or wherever you are, just realize that you're only getting 5% of what's really going on in here. Yeah. According and, to Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MP3 authority. You used Neil to get a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that song is great. It really is. Neil's great. That man is great. He is. I've listened to that. Daniel Markham gave me that new album for my birthday. Oh, you mean... You mean theft of music? <laughs> oh, for your birthday. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Did he burn it or did he give you the actual album? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather re- not say. I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> so we are talking about theft. No, no, no. We're talking about a birthday gift. Yeah. Okay. Gifted, man. And I've listened to it several times. <laughs> not lifted, gifted. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to it several times, but it's just that first song that's 30 minutes. I, I have a hard time getting past it. Yeah. You, I mean, because 30 minutes later, you're doing something else. Well, you're it's not, not only that. not drifting back anymore. By the yeah. time it goes to the next song, I'm, I'm still drifting back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not sick of it yet. Man, I really wish I would have been the producer on that. Though. Yeah, <laughs> like then you just go, can we make it a little longer? <laughs> yeah, I'd do that, and also I'd be like, all right, Crazy Horse, can you just sing instead of I'm drifting back, sing Neil's drifting back, and Neil's then uh, he, yeah, and then he'll do the verses, but Neil just you guys just go Neil's drifting back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. It's great. It's the listeners need to check that out. Drifting back, Neil Young. It's a short listen. Yeah, man. You got nothing to do. Right. You got 30 minutes to kill. (laughs) We listened to it. It seemed like, I guess we stopped, (laughs) but we listened to it from Amarillo to Lubbock, and it seemed like we listened to it the entire way, and I know that's like an hour and 45-minute drive, but... I think we started it over and went back to... I think we were drifting back Uh, again. Oh, okay. Maybe we drifted back twice. Oh, wow. It's hardcore. It is. Nobody's accused us of not being hardcore. 
So this is my new favorite beer. Because of the bottle? <laughs> well, it just so happens to be in a blue bottle. <laughs> if I wish everybody could see this, but Starfire is drinking Bud Light Platinum. Bud, you know, and you might say that it was the blue bottle that sold me, but I will tell you, it was Justin Timberlake singing on the commercial. Ooh. Yeah. I can't wait to get you on the floor, good, good looking. looking. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Me too. It sounded pretty cool. They streamed that album on iTunes, like you could stream it. But JT's you, album? JT's new album. But you couldn't do it song by song. It was like an hour and whatever full stream. Mm-hmm. I bet so it's a great record. I listened to like the first half of the first song and didn't realize, didn't want to commit to an entire album. But it's it was it was pretty cool. You know what I mean? The first half of the first song. <laughs> yeah. And I saw some of his SNL thing, which was just fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, I bet it was. He just did SNL, and he brought, I mean, they brought out all the stops. Yeah, I heard there was a vegan skit where he was dressed up like a block of tofu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also this great bit where it was like the five-timers club, and he goes into this room and gets a smoking jacket and is immediately meets uh, like... Paul Simon. Yeah, led to (laughs) Paul Simon, and then like... Steve Martin and like Dan Aykroyd's just the bartender and they're like, shut up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Martin like, Short's there. <laughs> was Alec Baldwin there? Al, Al oh, Baldwin yeah. was there. Chevy Chase was there. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. It's awesome. It was badass. JT's been part of some of the the best skits on SNL. Those just those things he did with uh Andy Samberg. Yeah. The dick in the shorts. box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> mother mother lover. Yeah. <laughs> you see that shit? So Take a good. look in the box. Yeah, he's he's a really a comedic genius. He really is. He's a let's more, hand it to him. He's more than than a triple threat. He's he's a quadruple. Uh, you know more. what? I'm I'm not embarrassed to say that I'm a. It's not like I'm going to put his record on and listen to it down the road, but I definitely have respect for it. For JT, and, yeah. for JT, and just all of his accomplishments and how badass he, he is with took, basically everything. When Michael Jackson started, kind of fizzling out you know way before he died but when his music started just getting really crappy you know yeah justin timberlake came along and kind of took that vein of like he's a great dancer great singer songwriter and he's doing he's he's one of those guys who's really doing that shit you know tell me something i i really like what he what he does uh like the sound of it like it I'm not listening to the words like this is obviously you know Michael Jackson influenced Stevie Wonder influenced yeah, this yeah, kind of thing sure. mute like lyrically it doesn't it doesn't do much it seems like he's kind of singing about nothing like or or it just doesn't they're pop songs for sure yeah but I mean so are Michael Jackson and and Stevie Wonder tunes and those like yeah I see what you're saying it's like okay I've I've checked out some of his music and like I that that song you were singing, Charlie, I, I watched a video for that and thought it was great, but had you asked me, how did that song go, I wouldn't have remembered. That's the only part. I've never heard that song, aside from the beer commercial. Well. Which is a great commercial, and that's why I bought a 12-pack there of you go. beer. Well, that's badass, actually. I might be I might be changing my tune. Look at that. It's in a. Have you ever seen a blue beer bottle? Yeah, well, here's my thing. Have you it's ever beautiful. seen a blue beer, beer bottle? Just because it's blue doesn't make it, like, I mean, why? What for? <laughs> I have a I have a problem. I don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah. have noticed. But, what for, man? Yeah. But I have a problem with collecting glass bottles. So I, uh, I, I just can't stop myself. I, uh, 
And and then on top of that, Justin Timberlake is speaking of JT, he's in amazing. he's in Black Snake Moan. Oh yeah. Charlie Shafter. Oh, yeah. See, I've never seen that movie. I was asking E.T. about it the other day. Is that is that a, a good movie? Should we go see Man, it? Yeah, I liked it. It's all right. I, I I've seen it a couple times. It's got a great soundtrack. Who is it? Uh Richie? I can't. Is that remember. the girl? Yeah, is, yeah. Is JT a part of the soundtrack? No. It's like it's like he's Samuel Jackson's an old blues guy. You almost had me sold on it if if JT was a part of the. But I said singer. Samuel L. Jackson though. That should sell you right there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does well, he, I mean, does he Sam say, Jackson is almost in every movie that's made. So. Does he say motherfucker? I can't remember. If he doesn't, then I'm not watching it. I can't remember if he does or not. <laughs> I don't think he does actually. He chains a girl up though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Christina Ricci, and yeah. she's she's like basically wearing rags the whole time, and has a chain around her waist, and uh, that's pretty. That's a good start, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, she's always playing some sort of depraved character. Yeah, yeah. She's great in Fear and Loathing. She is. She's scary. Yeah, <sighs> she's scary. She is. She's one of those like uh, what's her name that's friends with Wayne Coyne, Juliette Lewis. Yeah. She's kind of one of those characters that's just kind of like, you know, I bet it would be weird hanging out with you, like, you know, that I wouldn't want to be in the same room with them together by ourselves or anything, <laughs> like, because they'd freak out. Kind of like Fiona Apple or something. It's just like... Juliette Lewis was in, uh, she's been in a lot of Tarantino films. Right. right? Or, or uh, that, what was the... Well, she... I Dust mean, Till Dawn. She well, she's most that. known for Christmas Vacation. Right, yeah, that's right. She was in that too. <laughs> One of the best movies ever made. Exactly. And just for the listeners who might be annoyed by the high pitched uh, whine that's going on, it's, is that those fuckers next door? It's the it's the neighbor lady. We've we've mentioned her before, but she she's uh, ridiculous with the leaf blower, Blow. and she blows them all into your yard. Yeah, yeah. The bitch is out of control. She's obsessed. Yeah, she needs to get the hell off the shed, as Will Ferrell might say. Circa 1999. The hell off the shit. <laughs> get the hell off the... Get off the shit! You have never heard that? Have you ever seen that SNL skit? No, I haven't. It's one of the best Will Ferrell F- SNL skits ever. It's just called Get Off the Shed. See, it, I, I, had, uh, I had topics here for us to talk about, and one of them was Charlie Describes a South Park episode. <laughs> but I think an SNL skit is just as good. Oh, so maybe you could, will you describe this SNL skit in detail for us? Okay. So, now let me, you know, <laughs> let me just put this out there that I haven't seen this in years and years and years. That makes it even better. Yeah, so this is how you remember it, <laughs> not exactly how it goes. Okay, so I don't know who all was involved, but Will Ferrell is the main situation in this in this story that I'm about to just lay on you guys. It's a backyard barbecue. Let me set the scene. Yeah, yeah. Summer day, backyard barbecue Will, at Will Ferrell's house. You know, not his house, but his character's house. And his friends come over, and it starts off, you know, it, all these people are over there. The kids are out playing around and stuff like that, and his kids, you know, on the shed. And he's getting on the shed. 
And so it starts off where Will Ferrell's just, you know, talking to his buddy, flipping burgers, you know, fl- his neighbor flipping burgers. He's like, yeah, hey, honey, get down off the shed. Okay? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Flipsburger continues with the conversation. Um, I told you, you need to get down off the shed, okay? All right, okay, get, get off the shed, okay. No, it continues, you know, so yeah, you know, how's, how's your wife? Everything good at work? La, 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 you know? Get off the shed! <laughs> Hold on. So can you see the kids? No. <laughs> you can't see the kids. Just him riffing. It's just, it's just him and this other dude by a grill, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. Get, get, get off the shed! <laughs> He just keeps going. It just goes on forever, and it slowly escalates. You know, it just keeps escalating. Him getting angrier yeah, and him angrier. Getting angrier and angrier and angrier. You know, get off the damn shit! <laughs> <laughs> I. But he doesn't do anything about it. He's well, just yelling. No, at he's it. just yelling at it. But at one point, it finally escalates to where you know he, he's like. Uh, <laughs> I will beat the shit out of you, videotape it, take you into a dark alley and videotape it and make you watch it every day on Christmas morning for the rest of your life if you don't get off the damn shit. I get it now. She needs to get off the shit. Yeah. So it's like, get the fuck off the shit. So that was a long time ago, you know, when, when, uh, when you know Will Ferrell was like a cast member yeah. of, of SNL, <laughs> and um, Casey and I, my friend Casey and I, friend it, of the show, yeah, friend of the show, Casey Graham, we loved it so much that it became this thing <laughs> where we used that for for you know, a, like say somebody's doing something like, or, or we're pissed off at one of them, yeah, and he's 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 been really on the shed lately. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like. Yeah, someone's had a little bit too much to drink. Yeah. It's like maybe you should get off the shed. <laughs> yeah, <man." laughs> like that bitch needs to get off the shed. You know? <laughs> and it was years, probably like two or three years, where we use where I talked and Casey. We would say that type of thing like all the time. Yeah, he's getting off the shed. And Casey now is a sketch comedian in Chicago, so yeah. I bet he probably busts that out every now and then. Oh yeah, I'm his, sure he does. In his improv, and people are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It, I remember Judy would get pissed off, pissed off at us. Uh, That's Casey's, his mom, right? Casey's mom would be like, "Judy, you need to get off the fucking shed," you know. And she's she's like, "What the? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what does that even mean?" So how's Casey doing? Have you talked to him lately? I, you know, I've talked to him. We we just we have a texting. Phone call every two months, text every, once a week. We or need so. to have him on the podcast again. He was yes. he was one of the very first guests that we ever had yeah. on the show. Comedian Casey Graham. Yeah, we do. And uh, he's got his own podcast now with his his uh, comedy troupe, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's called Comedy Accident. The Comedy you, Accident. For you podcast junkies out there, good. That's a strange noise. It's my microphone. It's the, actually the preamp. Um, the preamp? I need new tubes, I do believe. Uh, get off the shed. But, those tubes need to get off the shed. <laughs> yeah. Those, got, those tubes are on the shed. I got some tubes that are on the shed yeah. for sure. And, uh, yeah. um, that's, there are many things that, I need, that I've been working on. We talked about how, how many irons I have in the fire over here. And, yeah, I got a lot of irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. And also, you've been blacksmithing. 
Well, n- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, Literal I've, irons in the fire. That's something I, I'm trying to get into. You should. That and making the pitchfork fiddle. I'm, uh, yes. I'm soon to be... Look, look out, fiddle players, P-Tone, look out. I'm, uh, I'm about to hit the scene yep. with the pitchfork fiddle. Well, I broke this song with a vamp in the middle. And I knew when I wrote it, I wrote it for, I wrote the, pitch it for the pitchfork fiddle. fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's I I found all these patents for instruments from like the 20s and 30s. Actually, some of them go back to like the 1860s, like Civil War. Uh, yeah, the, that she's crazy. The dog is. Well, that's pretty cool. We're digging. What made you? Uh, what made you do that? Well, so I've been looking at making uh, cigar box instruments. Right? Yeah. Which has been an interest of mine. I got a cigar box banjo over there covered in a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like most of my in- like most of my interest it's covered in a bunch of shit yeah there's there's different corners of the animal house here that are just like full of maybe empty guitar cases some of the guitar cases have other guitars red keyboards yeah keyboards that uh don't necessarily work the the sound engine works in the keyboard so it's all right very good but yeah so i was looking at these old patents for uh Instruments and things that you can make at home, homemade instruments. Because you know, before they had musicians' friend and guitar center back in the day, mm-hmm. if you wanted to play the guitar or the banjo, you made one generally out of a one by two and a cigar box, you know, or anything else you had around the house. Sometimes just a plank of wood, you could make a guitar out of that. You know? I've even heard they'd like put a nail up and string a wire. On a post. And you know what that's called? The Diddley Bow. And we all know who Bo Diddley is, right? That's where he got his name is from, mm-hmm. the Diddley Bow. No and he, kidding. Yeah. And that's why he played those square guitars. You know, they're really just fancy cigar box guitars. Yeah. I mean, it's that, it's taking that idea and, and making it more like a, a ah. Gibson or a, a Fender, but it's a cigar box. That's well, I learned some today. So later, I, know that. I, I was watching a thing from like the early 70s recently. Um, oh man, I'll have to, th- oh, it was called Let the Good Times Roll. And it was a a concert, you know, in the 70s, bringing back a lot of the 50s or original rock and roll guys. And he's playing a Gibson guitar, Bo Diddley is. Uh-huh. Now, did they just custom make? Is it square? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they probably did. That's so cool. It sounds badass. Yeah, but talking about the diddly bow, I mean, that's basically what this pitchfork fiddle is, is is a one-string instrument, mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, there's also the gut the gut bass, right, that's mm-hmm. uh, the upright bass with the broomstick, you know, yeah. and that's, that's a pretty common, like, folk instrument, is the one-string thing that you just move to get the pitches down, yeah. and you mark the broomstick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, see, like, I've... When we've done some campfires, I've been around those gut string or those bass things, but it's just basically in a bucket. And yeah, a lot of guys will use uh, like airplane wire yeah. and uh, have a big ass leather like work glove. Yeah, totally to move it up and down. And I, I remember one time I was just like, "This guy's just fucking hitting random places." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this is completely yeah, a tough art to master. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, because it's definitely. You know, the height s- of a fretless instrument where there's, it's, right. it's like, you, you got to, a lot of people mark, mark it, yeah. you know, but. Y'all seen that, uh, that one guy? 
You ever heard of it? That's his name. No. That huh? one guy. That's that's a great name. Um, I think he's from New York. He plays a thing he calls the Magic Pipe. And it's a, um, all things he, you know, you can get at the hardware store, I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Um, but check out his music. It's really, you Primus fans will love it. Okay, right cool. On. Yeah, we'll check it out. I'm sure Les Claypool saw him and was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. You went ahead and invented your own instrument. And, but it's great. It's really, really good shit. And that's what a lot of these guys, Jesse Fuller, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Wrote. Uh, uh, Monkey Fran- and the Engineer. San Francisco Bay Blues yep. is like the big hit that he, he wrote a couple other big ones. But he uh, invented this thing called the Foot Della that yeah. was basically like a organ key, foot keyboard. There's some great. But he would play chords, and, and it was like yeah. a homemade instrument. There's some great footage of him on YouTube playing that. Yeah. And in between tunes, he'll have it, it's like pedals hitting strings. Mm-hmm. So he like tune the strings. Yeah. To, you he know, depending. Has tune to chords. So fucking yeah. cool, man. And he made that. He invented yeah. that. I think his wife helped him like develop that. That's a good woman. That's right. That's the Marion kind right there. Yep. <laughs> man, it's cool. You know, I mean, I, that that stuff really fascinates me and the idea of just making instruments from shit that's around the house and i have so many pieces of you know real instruments you know like bridges and tuners and tail pieces and stuff and i'm thinking i'm gonna put this on a hunk of wood and see if i can turn it into a guitar you know yeah or a pitchfork fiddle or something mm-hmm. you never know you gotta get the pitchfork though or you're you could you know with make a pitchfork out of uh since you're doing the blacksmithing now yeah yeah well and see that's what's holding me back on the pitchfork fiddle is i've got a pitchfork but i i'm also gardening and uh, yeah you've got you, a compost you, heap and I, I need that pitchfork and yeah either that or I, I maybe i could disassemble the fiddle to use the pitchfork <laughs> <laughs> and the fiddle will just smell like shit you know? honey you working in the garden now i'm gonna fiddle <laughs> <laughs> So what do you make the bow out of? You just buy a bow? I didn't. It, there's three pages of plants. I, oh, I just looked okay. at the pictures. I hadn't read the whole thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, horse, you know, back then everybody had horses. You yeah, know, where are you going to get the horse hair? Well, I don't know. See, I've got a fiddle in, see that old fiddle case right there? Yeah. That was made by my brother-in-law's grandfather, probably in the late 1800s. Oh, right on. And... The fiddle needs to be restrung, or the the bow needs to be restrung. But it's they actually call it rehaired. Is that is that what it mm-hmm. is? It's really nice though. I mean, for there's no like black ebony on it. You could tell it's all like made from shit that was available. You know, mm-hmm. and right on. So, I love it. That's another. I can't, I can't see it, but I'd like it. Yeah. Well, it's it's part of the show. You can't. Yeah, you can't, can't see, see it. it. But I'm I'm going to tell you guys. It's. I really, see a fiddle case. I imagine there's a fiddle and a bow in there, but... It looks really it could, old, it? It could be a machine gun, for all I know. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, a small one. <clears throat> yeah, there's... I mean, some of these cases do have guns in them, but, you know, you, you don't know which one, so... Yeah. Have y'all heard any music lately? Yeah, I, I listen to music from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, about, what about in the air? Just dude, I've outside. Heard of this. Ah, yeah, there was the, the festival going on. Right. The festival. Did you pl- did you guys play that? I played a little bit. I went to Et and I went to one of their Dan's well, Tree Lines and Dan's uh, thing at yep. a house, and the vocals. Oh yeah, that was down were, the street from here. Yeah, it was. That was a great. That was a. T- tell him what you texted me, or should I just oh, read it? Well, while 
Well, I fucked up the text. I knew you'd know what I meant, though. But uh, as soon as Grady was playing, and I'm standing there, and I just said, "I can't believe I'm I, I'm saying." I texted him. I said, "I can't believe I'm saying this," but I wish Jimmy was here <laughs> because it was just. <laughs> I mean, nothing else was mic'd, but the vocals. But the vocals were just. Et was there. Were just so bad. Not like, oh man, I wish those vocals were a little better. It was like. Jesus, man! It was it was all mids with a l- touch of a lot of lows. Yeah, I mean, just tons of lows. You couldn't like you, you couldn't, couldn't hear. Just, yeah, yeah, but but this is a backyard party, right? I mean, well, I know, but I'm just saying, you you, you, gotta, you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta take that with a grain of salt, right? Take that into consideration. Yes, yes, but, yes. You know, but you, that what you can't have treble in the backyard. No trouble. <laughs> no trouble in the backyard. No, man. It's a backyard party. I got to be honest with you. I just thought it was me because I was, uh, they had that keg there. Dude, oh, man. And, and we Charlie had the biggest just, headaches after oh, that. Oh, yeah. I got all? really tore up accidentally. See, I thought I had to play. <laughs> I was, I mean, first of all, it was, it was Saturday and I'd had, I'd already had a long couple of days. Yeah. God. I mean, a, a long several days. I've had a long year. Um, <laughs> and so, I think I need that we're playing at two thirty, so I'm like I'm gonna show up at two twenty and get my set played and I'm gonna like get the fuck out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We get there, they're like, We're running a little behind. That was maybe the understatement of the Yeah, it was like four hours behind. <laughs> right. So what do I do? I'm just like I'm gonna sit here and drink beer till someone tells me I need to do something. So I did. That's what you do in that situation. And uh that's that's the go to move. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever tried to drink a lot of beer and then play. Um, yeah. It doesn't always bode well. Well, the music sounded good. Thank you. The music, I mean, the, all the instruments, it was just, it was just, you I can, guess I'm just not used, because I know how the tree line sound. Like, I know that Manda has a badass voice, and I know how Daniel sounds, and I'm just sitting there like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's just like, it's just like, this is not doing them any justice it's yeah. not at all right now. I tend to think of a, a a uh, house party should sound like a band practice. Well, you yeah, know, like the, you could. Where, where I you guess could I've least, just never been to a house and that's party. The you can hear the hear the every. You can hear everything though. It may not be ideal. I, th- I right. think the the house party thing, like you said, it may not be ideal, but I think it's a really beautiful thing because they have this festival going on, right? And which I think is a great thing, and I'm really excited about it. But when they have free shit like that. That's at house parties, and you get to see bands, and that that's like all part of the whole thing too. Yeah, right. Well, and, I think it's awesome too, but I, I'm I also think that say you have an amp, a guitar amp, and you're playing the guitar amp, and you're just too lazy to just turn the fucking treble up a little bit and give it some treble if there is none at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's my thing because he there was a a head mixer back there, and I, I just want and the guy was. He was standing behind the band, yeah, mixing it, and didn't, from what I saw, ever walk out front. Yeah, so I just really wanted to go back there and be like, "Dude, could you just put some fucking treble in the vocals?" You know? Yeah, it was just like the the, the horns were non-operational. It, yeah, maybe the horns were broken. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is a lot of times the sound guy in these situation is uh, situations are is just a guy who has a PA. Yeah, that's, right. That's what I'm thinking. So. Just sit back and enjoy it. You know? Well, I did. I had, I, I, it's not like it ruined my, my experience. Okay. I had a great time. Good. Good. 
I was, I I was, was worried just, about you. I just like to, because there's obviously a bunch of people there. My thing is, there was a bunch of people there that had never seen Dan before, probably, and never seen, um, never seen Tree Lines before, and their taste of it is that. And I'm like, yeah. damn, you know, that, that kind of right, sucks to me, you know, because he used to get a hundred. Right. <laughs> now it's like five percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're just getting five percent. Well, yeah, and that's that's one of those things where this is it's still kind of <laughs> getting going, right? And it's just it's very early in the whole development of this festival still. Yeah. It's only been going on a few years. And it so was really easy. cool. It was really there was a mass grave, there were troll <laughs> there were troll execution. There was centers. Narnia. Yeah, there was Narnia. Narnia was plastic outhouse. Wow. It was fucking it was it was a strange but cool very cool place. I'm, it I'm, looked like I'm really bummed that I missed that. Yeah, now, when man. I told E. T. I think when I walked in there I was like, man, this looks like like a reunion party from for everybody that's ever worked for the Flaming Lips. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just looked like that. Man, that's the other thing. South by Southwest is going on right now, and yeah. it's the first time in like five years that, that I haven't played at it. Oh, man, I'm so glad to not be going. Me yeah, too. too. I, I am because there's a lot of shit you have to deal with, but my one of my favorite bands, the Flaming Lips, is doing a bunch of shit down there this year, and I'm... I'm the bummed. thing is, is if we would have went, we probably wouldn't have gotten to see any. I know, of it, so. and that's and that's the other thing about South by is it's too hectic, and you don't have time to do anything. But I, I would try to. Wayne's premiering his uh, film that's a year in the life of Wayne's phone. That's going to be pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, and they're playing a couple of gigs, doing some cool shit. Um, I saw I. Okay, so I, from Wednesday. Until Monday, Wednesday of last week until Monday, I played, I didn't play every day, like I didn't have to play on Friday, which was nice, Um, but other than that, I played something every day, Um, and then I was just going to shows and stuff, well then... For the 35th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I saw a lot of great bands, and then last night, some friends were coming from Boston, these guys who like went to high school here, and I kind of knew them because they were in... They were in bands. They're a little bit younger than I am, but um, so they needed help getting a gig. I helped them get a gig at Dan's. So then I felt a little bit of responsibility yeah, to be there. And, yeah. So you know, even after being, I mean, if I'd had to play, I think I would have been a little more um, motivated. Right. And, like just been trying to deny that I really didn't feel very good and anything, but I was just there, like, oh my god, I feel terrible. And then they played. And they were fucking awesome. Really? They what, are, what was the band called? I'm going to need to read it. I can't remember it. Beware the dangers of a ghost scorpion. That's an amazing band name. They are an instrumental surf rock band. Right on. They're kind of like the, I mean, they've probably done their homework and listened to a lot of Ventures, yeah. Link Ray, Dick Dale, all that kind of thing. Um I wish I wish that as we were talking about it right now, like it would just fade in. One of their songs would just fade in, and we, it was like it was just going to be. Look at that! It's like it's, oh, it's, it's oh my god! Good. Yeah. See, you hear what I'm talking about? It's just great surf rock. Yeah. Listen to this. The guys all wore. Um, black bandanas over their faces you know like yeah. black bandits and they all had a t-shirt with a scorpion on like that scorpion <laughs> on it 
That's awesome. And uh, they just, you know, got out and played. They had the, they had Jimmy like lower the lights, so it was just like those red lights that Dan. Yeah. Looked, it looked fucking awesome. And then they were they played really well. And um, you know, I was just I thought about this last night. They we don't even want to drive down the road to go to South by. They drove from Boston. What is it? Their first time. I believe so. They'll never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't feel bad for all those fucking bands that do that. You I know? can imagine them trying to go get their wristband. Where the fuck do we park? Well, that's the thing, too. They have no. They don't have an official show. They're just... It's like oh, the thing yeah. earlier. They're going down there to play shows. So if anyone uh, who has a some sort of showcase or, or day party going on and you need a, a really awesome band yeah. with very... You don't even... They would have killed out. at that house party. They don't need vocals. Yeah. It's yeah. a true metal. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so, awesome. Beware yeah. the dangers of a ghost scorpion. Please, these, I think they, and that's another thing. They're going down there. I think they have one gig right now, and I think it's today. Right on. So by the time people get they'll, there. They'll find some shit. There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the house, and this is what I was talking about with the Denton thing. I think the house parties in Austin. Last year at South By, I played a house party with Daniel Markham. Yeah, and that was the coolest gig I played at South by. That was like a house party on off of South Lamar. You know, that yeah. was like away from all the other bullshit, and it was really cool. And so, you know, I mean, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. That's, that's a that's a cool thing. Someone bring you, you know, taking you into their home and giving you free beer, and, yeah, and then, uh, you know, treating you like a friend rather than like. Yeah, you know, kind of how you get treated as an artist, right? That exactly. thing, you're just another probably the goddamn. You you play from this time to this time and then get the fuck right. out. <laughs> no photograph. Get the, get off the shit. Yeah, we got a place get for you to park shit. about eight blocks up. Yeah, you can I, unload your stuff here. I just think that that South by now it's it's still cool, but there's a lot of bands that think that they need to do that. If you're doing that for any other reason than just for fun you're completely, in my opinion, very naive. Like, that you think that you're going to go play... Man, some people get lucky. You know, I mean, it happens. It may, does. May, maybe, I think that that was a possibility 10, 15 years ago. But, yeah. like, now it's just this... And there's the whole uh, Duncan Trussell thing. You know, I don't know if you guys know about yeah. Duncan Trussell's... Uh, Video. He's very upset about South by Southwest. And not just South by, but events like that where... They use people. Yeah, they bring it is. they bring a lot of artists in and a lot of talent in, and they don't pay them anything, you know. And they make all this money on it. They make a lot of money, and they say, "Well, it's a good opportunity for you." And well, that may be true, but it does seem like at some point they're taking advantage of the artists and the musicians, and and in this situation, the comedians. They wanted him to fly from L.A. to Austin, do a I don't know how long of a set or a couple of sets pay for his own hotel room and fly back. And they weren't going to pay for shit. And it was, and they're like, well, it's a good opportunity for you. And he was, he said, fuck you. It's a good opportunity <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Cause he's a well-known or, or, you know, a pretty hot comedian right now. And a lot of people are interested in what he's doing and, but he's not, uh, you know, a superstar comedian right. where, he, where he could demand a lot of money. Right. So, yeah, you're right. It was a good opportunity for them. Yeah, to get an up-and-coming comedian to come do their festival, they can promote the hell out of that, being like, right. hey, everybody come down here and pay money. Right. See this guy. And, and they also tried to tell him, we'll book other gigs where you will make money. 
Like that's what they tried to tell him to to do, and he was like, <laughs> "I can do that." <laughs> Fuck you, yeah! yeah. I, you're gonna make me do all the work so that you guys can look good. Um, I was text. I was talking to JD Hubbard, and like I think it was either yesterday or the day before, and we were kind of texting and tweeting back and forth the most common things, common phrases heard driving northbound on 35 the Sunday after South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it was like, never again, or I put, um, well, I spent $289.95 on Pabst Blue Ribbon, bought an overpriced fedora, and met a frat kid from UT who just opened up a booking agency. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's about it, man. It's what usually happens, you know? Man, it's cool, you know, if you can go down there and and play like that and people take you in, but it'd also be a whole lot cooler if your landlord would be just as cool and not take money, you know, when the rent was due. But it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I ain't got no fucking time to go down there. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Jump around for three fucking days and get my ass ate out by an old lady because I parked in the wrong spot. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking hot as balls. (laughs) Yeah, I think we told that story you know, last year. That was hilarious. Out of cigarettes, and I can't figure out where to get spirits, and you can't fuck. And I'm and you're driving through that shit. It's an experience. Getting for your sure. fucking wristband, and those people, and the people are treating you like you're fucking prisoners when you're trying to get your wristbands. It's like it's like no, you can't do that. No, it's just like shut the fuck yeah. up. I'm came come down here to play. <laughs> just give that. me my goddamn wristband and let me go I, this yeah. doesn't have to be it's just, this isn't some maximum security prison or anything right you know? i like that they got the little card so you don't even they don't really even have to talk to you yeah you just exactly right on the card and hand it to them yeah. and just yeah it's, it seems like they it's, just wait it's getting a little too big for its britches but totally but it's a it's a world famous festival now. Yeah. You know, I mean it's world renowned I'm not people. saying I don't want to play it again. I'm just saying I'm glad I ain't playing it this year. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should just do it every other year from now on. Yeah, yeah. And maybe watch the flaming lips schedule and see whenever they're doing cool shit and try to Right. It'd be awesome if you had a cr- if that. you had a road crew. Yeah. It'd be great. We do. We got Eric Tarr right here. <laughs> Jesus, man. You know, from one place. Yeah. I just remember the last time we went, we had that venue down by 6th Street. And uh, remember, we, they, let us, they let us unload in the front. And then they said, well, we have a parking lot for you. It's like and eight you and blocks I, up. Yeah. You and I drove there. It took us 30 minutes to go eight blocks. And then walk back, back to the gig. Play the gig and then walk back to get the van and drive that shit back. <laughs> it took forever. It's a good. It's a good opportunity it's for a you. Good, it was a good opportunity for you. <laughs> Jesus, you got any, you got good shoes. It's a good opportunity for you to get some better shoes, man. Oh, yeah, man. Well, we'll help you get some some better shoes. It's a good opportunity I, for you. I tell you, you what, to next walk. time I, did, I I would rather stay at home and shovel shit <laughs> than go do that. I'm telling you, <laughs> shovel shit by Southwest. <laughs> I'm just there's this uh, dude who I I guess he was you know doing trending things and something he was like dude i've seen your quotes about south by southwest when judy and i were going back and forth and he has something called couch by couch west and yeah i saw i saw that on you see i don't know exactly what that was but i don't either but it's uh, (laughs) it sounded cool (laughs) it does sound interesting hell that's what it ends up turning into for you you're going from couch to couch from place to place to sleep and And at least at least we had last year. We had Grady's and Mike's. So right. like, yeah, places. We're to really, stay. we're really lucky because yeah. a lot of people are just like fucking puking in the gutter on yeah. the, on Sixth Street. <laughs> a lot of, and, we, you know, we a lot of people too leave town 
and rent out their like rent out their house for the week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean that probably pays their rent for, you know, a couple months. Right. <laughs> Just because uh, some desperate people are like, we need a place to stay. Like yeah. it'd be nice yeah, to be able, you know, have a have a place to like make our own food and a lot of I know up. at least right. some bands, you know, bring a lot of camping gear and will camp in somebody's right. backyard, you know, if they get solid you know a little bit of permission to at least pitch a tent in somebody's backyard like that's that was a saving grace last year was staying at your parents house yeah yeah that was right right close to downtown too having a parking spot you know all that i also like going out to mike's too just because it's the fuck away from everything too you know but it's still close enough to kind of be like hear that yeah nothing (laughs) yeah exactly yeah there's not a band playing that sounds good it's one of those things. It's it's like a it's like a love hate thing. You know? Exactly, and it also is. It just it's also a love hate thing with the fact of the the grim realization of how many bands there actually are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like how geez, many people's doing this? How and, many people are really? doing And they're this, all good. They're, I yeah. mean, it's all you yeah, know, yeah good music, and it's all. You know they're all doing cool shit, and and, and that's another cool thing about it. Yeah, it's, that's of, what I'm saying. It's like a, a, a reality check, but it's also cool too. But I will know? I will say for the younger bands that that's something they have to go through. You, I mean that you know you have to go to South by and play three, four, five, six years in a row, and get your you know ass kicked trying to get from gig to gig, and then you know if you still want to do it after that, well, do it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. But I'm not. I will say if. If you're a Flaming Lips fan, they're playing Thursday night uh, somewhere in Austin. And if you're not going to South by Southwest, you can watch it on their website live. And this is cool. I like how you're uh, supporting this little band no one's ever heard of, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're... They need your help, man. They need your help. The Flaming Lips. The Flaming they Lips. They got this new song out called She Don't Use Jelly. <laughs> It's thirty. It's twenty years 20, old. Twenty years. No, they do have a new album coming out that's called The Terror, and they've already released a couple of songs off of it. And they're about blowing up the sun and and look, the sun is rising, and like it's it's going to be a cool record. Man. Yeah. Um, I think the the thing we were talking about. There are a lot of bands. I think I kind of think that's a that's a good thing. It makes me feel good to think that yeah, there are a lot of people doing this. A lot of people making a, a living at it. There's this sort of new, it's like a thing of our generation where people are going like, oh, sucks, no one's buying music. And, and we think that now it's it's the worst it's ever been. But I, I was listening to a thing with, actually, with uh, Ray talking to a guy, and he was saying that back in the day, you couldn't just make a record. Right. You know, you had to, you had to wait for someone to come along and... And be like, yeah, you can make a record and give you money to make a yeah, record. It's, it's changing now for and, sure. And then even if you, and then so if you made a record, that didn't mean anyone would buy it. Um, that didn't mean that anyone would ever hear it because you had to get radio play. Right. You know, there's no. And, and so it's like it all. All it was then was playing live, and ho- and you know, then maybe someone would see you uh, allow, uh, allow you to record. Maybe you'd get radio play. Maybe your record would sell that's it now it's really all in your hands and there's so many different ways you can record it's a completely different game now, yeah right and I, but it's funny to hear the old guys say not to say ray's old but he's old and um but for, to hear him say uh, he thinks it's so much better now and there's so many so many more opportunities for everybody he was talking about 
guys that he saw back in the day, like, man, that he just never got picked up and he was so badass. And I have right. recorded, you know, he's through the internet been able to find live recordings of this, you know, of, the, of these people. Right. Um, that weren't available then that he would have listened, gladly listened to then kind of thing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it is a different game, but I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of guys from our generation bitching about, well, you know, you just can't make it now. No one, no one buys music and stuff. Um, well, yeah, because it, that's, that's not what it's about. You know, right. it's back in the day, it was like, you got to sell records, right? That's not what it is now. Well, and also, I mean, but it was also about getting out and working, playing live, man. And that's what we do. And that's still what it is. Exactly, right. That you that know? hasn't changed. Get but, out and... But and, you still make records, and if people get a hold of them for free, then maybe they become a fan and they'll come out and see you. Right. You know? I think it's just, it's, it's just about good music. Making good that's music. That's exactly right, that's yeah. It. And if it's, if it's about anything more than that, you're probably in the wrong business. If it's about money, t-shirt sales, or stuff like that... Uh, you can sustain yourself, I imagine, for a while, but man, if you're not following music... That's why I got into podcasting, because that's really where the money's at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, also, if you're talented, you can you pussy. can make a living <laughs> playing music. You might have to work harder than others, but you can still make a living. Amen, brother. And that's what it's all about. Should Amen. we leave it on that now? Yeah. I think, Let's leave it. I think that brings us to the end, folks. Yeah. Support... Uh, what are they called? Beware the dangers of a ghost scorpion. Go see this band. I I really I was blown away by them, and then and uh, of course telling Jessica, you know, yeah, we sh- we're gonna go their instrumental surf rock. She's like, great. <laughs> no, it's, it's really cool shit. I really we woke up this morning and she was and she was like, I, it just did not sound appealing, and I did not think I would be that entertained. So anyway, go find some band that you haven't heard of and uh, listen to them and Check tell them you out. like them. Give them a sandwich or something. Support yeah. new music. Yeah. Buy their record. Go to their shows. Yeah. And buy our records and go to our shows. Yeah. <laughs> we, and speaking of, this weekend we have uh, da- Fort Worth and Dallas. Fort Worth and Dallas. So Friday we'll be in Fort Worth at Magnolia Motor Lounge, Motor Lounge and Saturday we will be at Adairs in Deep Ellum. Yes. Dallas. That's right gonna on. Be fun. That's going to be fun. All right. All right. All right. Peace. Yeah. yeah. All right. Take care. Yeah. Great show plan next job, week. Guys. All Good right. Job. It's going to be really Good awesome. For producer James the Robot, technical engineer Nikola Tesla, and your host Starfire on the Mountain and Charlie Shafter, this has been another episode of You Can't See Us. Thank you.